jocks in the pool That is not cool, I need the tools Take me to school, feet first Into this league, me first That cannot be, under the underdog Monica G Feeling a whole lot better suddenly I get in with it, win it again You're one and two in the bag and I'm going for three That is the beat down, got to the best So I keep now, y'all tread in water for weeks Now, now I'm the shark so I eat Now, look, I am not sorry I understood the pun from which I started And never getting these drafts is cathartic, so Dynasty underdog bite down up at the day and the night now easy as flying a kite now come take a look at it right now Dynasty underdog bite down up at the day and the night now easy as flying a kite now come take a look at it right now Hey everyone, welcome to episode 50 of Dynasty Underdog. I'm your host, Uriah Dawkins. Join with me as always are the guys from Any Given Pod, my co-hosts, Josh Goldberg and Billy Beatman. Hey man, how you doing? Great. What up? We have a guest on tonight that you guys are very, very familiar with. I should be more familiar with him than I thought it was in the first place, but he's a, a league mate of ours in Console Wars. And why don't you guys go ahead and introduce him? Yeah, man, this is this is my best friend, Matt. Uh, you can find him on Twitter if you want to connect with him, at J with three Ys. He was my best man, which is pretty cool. So this is like a special episode. This is awesome. What's up, man? How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm happy to be here. Very happy to be here. Yes. So I think we had Matt actually on any given pod a while back, talk some dolphins and shit like that. But a while ago, that was back season one, I think. Yeah, OG yeah. days. OG like man. Six months yeah, ago, he's, maybe. Uh, he's helped us along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. So yeah, I thought we'd bring him on here because uh, he entered the dynasty world uh, with us this past year. So figured we'd talk a little bit about that. So um, I passed the sheet along you. Hopefully you saw some of this stuff and thought about it for a second because I want to ask you first thing, how long have you played fantasy? So I played fantasy for, oh man, I don't probably for like 15 years now. I only played, well, I only played redraft <laughs> leagues with my buddies, like in, in middle school and high school. So um but I remember the first year I played fantasy was the year of like Ladanian Tomlinson's crazy like thirty touchdown season, um, only because I I had him he was Dang. my he was my yeah. guy and I single handedly like won the league because of uh, because of him, but um, because I got way too confident in my fantasy football abilities I haven't been able to win one of those leagues since so. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's so how it this goes. Is like, man. this is only my second year now of doing, uh, dynasty. So it's exciting. It's getting exciting. Yeah. That's crazy, man. 15 years. It's funny. You think about it. Yeah. Like you've actually been playing for a long time. Like same here. We, we started probably, I think I started a little bit before that. Maybe it was around the same time though. I just remember Randy Moss, uh, being on Oakland and I, and I picked him as like one of my first picks. Uh, so that was like forever. It was like yeah. 04 or something like that. I Yeah, I can't remember exactly when, but forever ago. So cool. You said this is your second, this is going to be your second year playing Dynasty. So you've been playing Dynasty for a year and a half now. So how, like you've actually entered in a way different way than any of, any of us did. We started like, you know, new startup leagues or whatever. You jumped into a Dynasty your first time taking over an orphan. Uh, we've talked about orphans on here, but it's a team that was abandoned essentially by an owner. And it was in console wars and you took over. So how was it doing that? Like, I mean, I guess you can't really compare it yet to anything else. I mean, I can't really compare it to like a startup, but I mean, I would much rather like do a startup, you know, start building your team from scratch, but building your, but I mean, it's a good way to learn how to, ch uh, how to change your team immediately, <laughs> because once you, you get your, your orphan team, 
you know, you see, you got this guy, this guy, and this guy, and you're like, no, I, I don't, I don't want him. No. <laughs> it, yeah, um, it forces you to make yeah, trades so like immediately. You learn quickly that, you know, the trade values, what you can get away with and who you can take advantage of <laughs> Josh. Um, in trades hey, and hey, slowly, I'm right here. Send the trades my way. Yeah. <laughs> slowly turn the team into, you know, what you want it to look like. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. No, and I, I think you've actually done a very, very impressive job of that. When you first came in, I said to to Josh and Uriah, I know I did, that like after like even a couple of weeks, you immediately started making some trades and they were they were good trades too. They weren't like, you know, not that you were like completely swindling somebody, but they were like really, you know, good deals. You were getting somebody back that you wanted and, and not giving up too much. And I was just like, wow, like he's really making it his own. So, and I think now you're, you're probably competing in just like a, a year and a half or so which is pretty cool. And in what a 32 team league, right? I mean, that's, that's yeah, crazy. I mean, I, like hopefully I'll, I mean, I want to compete for a playoff spot, but I may need one more year to like, you know, finesse it a bit and try to get exactly who I want. But right now I think I, I'm in a, I gotta ask good. since you did so well early on, obviously taking over over and it kind of forces you to work on your trading skills. Were there any resources you use like a dynasty trade calculator or keep trade cut or anything like that, that kind of helped you, Cause I knew I didn't, I didn't have the values figured out early on. Like it took me a while. Yeah, no, I, I oh, didn't either. Football, football, football factory. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. What? What? The CEO over there, you mean? <laughs> I used, so I used a, um, I don't know what the app's called. There, there was, uh, some website. It was like a fantasy football calculator. Yeah. And it, it was more of an app too. It wasn't really like a, like a website. It was, it was actually pretty you know, detailed and, and, you know, the, the stats of each player and how they, you know, contributed to the, the actual draft calculator or the, the trade calculator. So, mm-hmm. I mean, with that, and I guess Billy helped me out. I, I mentioned, you know, a couple of trades to him and he helped me out with, uh, you know, some of his knowledge on the, uh, on the players. But other than that, you know, I just kind of, kind of went into it, not really knowing much at all. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, 15 years of experience will, will do you a bit of yeah. good for sure. So technical yep. difficulties, but yeah. guess what? We just have Billy Hunter, so it's easy. <laughs> All right, we good, we good. You love that You love that line, because that's the second time tonight you've said that. Hey, man, <laughs> it wouldn't happen without me, so yeah, I yeah. do. <laughs> Pro- Pro- props to where they're deserved. Hey, so Matt, what's your biggest regret so far in Dynasty? Since you are only biggest, a year and a half in. Biggest regret. Like, like bad, bad trade. trade so I did have bad one trade, bad, bad trade. waiver. I did have one bad trade, and it was like one of my first ones too. And I was like, because I got shit in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Um, which one? Was, hold on, let me look this up. I think it was, it was. Uh, I think it was. It was Devonte Adams. I got rid of Devonte Adams for like, for, like, a second and a running back. I, I think a running back. I think it might have been Singletary or something. Something awful. All right, so it was Devonte Adams. Oh yeah, man, this was. <laughs> yeah, it was oh great! Bad. I cannot oh, wait no. to hear this one. <laughs> I think it's exactly what I said. Oh man! The... So all right, this is a Saturday, May 9th, twenty twenty. Devonte Adams goes for Devin Singletary and a round two twenty twenty one pick. <laughs> I was you know, granted, I didn't know anything, and I thought, I thought, I thought second, but I thought like. They they held a lot more value than apparently you know what they actually are because right they, I mean they are shit you know seconds no this is this is a great no but this is awesome for the for the listeners it was a learning experience it really was I mean 
dead ass because like you don't know coming in like what the picks are worth and while second round picks like a lot of people do hold a fair amount of value in them like matt just said they're really like they're not worth that much sometimes you can hit on them yeah but what you're looking for for like any of those studs like you need first back well look, sure. look at the look at the trade before that look at um I think it was Austin Eckler. I think I got rid of. Yeah, you like you you uh, the trade right before that, which was the same day. <laughs> you, uh, you traded yeah, I got Austin cocky Eckler. With that one. Yeah. Okay. You traded Austin Eckler for Sterling Shepard, a first round pick in twenty twenty one, and a second round pick in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Still. Because that was at the I mean, height not of Sterling Eckler. Shepard, but I like I the mean, picks. Eckler kind of fell off a little bit that year, so or right after that year, I guess. So. Well, he got injured, so you know. Yeah, yeah, that, that's not a bad trade at all, man. The, the Devontae Adam one is just, yeah, it's just a learning experience, man. I think we all probably valued picks a little higher because it's new. Like, we want those rookie picks, like, so bad, especially when you're new. Yeah. Like, it's, that's, yeah. like, the allure also, of dynasty in a way. But also, Singletary, Singletary coming off of his rookie season, everybody expected him to have a huge value boost also. They didn't expect Zach Moss to go in there, so. Yeah, I wonder, was this a pre-Moss trade or, or – Pre NFL draft or after the NFL draft? When was this? Well, these were May 9th. Oh, okay. Yeah. This was right after, I guess. Yeah. Right yeah. after. Yeah. Yep. Sorry for your loss. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But then just two, just two weeks later, Matt wisened up and he sold Tyler Higby yeah, this, in a 2021 yes. third. This was for my favorite. TJ Hawkinson. This was my favorite trade. Tyler Higby in a third for TJ Hawkinson. Oh, that's good. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So we knocked you know, it out. I really love that one. <laughs> Oh man, that's right now. Like, first of all, getting rid of Tyler Higby and getting back TJ Hawk is it like all this is just beautiful. And I, stuff. And I think I don't even think I, I, you know, I made that trade. I think someone came to me looking for Tyler Higby. Oh wow. And yeah, so I saw that he had Hawk and I was like, uh, you open to this? And I was really surprised. So it worked out. That was a good yeah. one. Nice. That's awesome. So yeah. It, it's it makes sense though as like time goes on you definitely understand the trade value way more oh, yeah. it's it's just like nature of the well, game that so. recent one we did with uh with josh with with yeah. debo and mims and i mean that one was pretty even and you can tell like it was sam debo for mims a second and a third and uh, you know debo has you know his injury issues and mims is going into a new you know a new regime there and new quarterback and you know, there's a little bit of risk on both sides, but you know, you've been doing it for, I don't know, a year now. I mean, right. you kind of you kind of figure out what you what you can get away with, what you can't, and I think that was a great trade for both of us. Agreed. I'm I'm extremely happy with it. I'm excited to see what Mims can do in that new offensive system, and plus, I'm completely depleted in picks. So to get the second and third for me to flip flip down the road for another quarterback or something, which I could, which I desperately need. That could turn into major value for me. So I'll cut uh, Demo now and hope he gets injured, unfortunately. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, console Orients, if you're listening. Uh, uh, Josh needs a quarterback. All right, so we've been talking a lot about Dynasty. What's your favorite aspect of it? Uh, you're new to it, so what's what do you like most about it? So my favorite aspect, and it doesn't really have to do with the NFL, is that it got me interested in college football again because you're basically doing tons of research on the rookies coming in. And I, I love college football. I grew up a, you know, diehard hurricane fan. And, um, and I went to the university of Florida. So Gator nation, 
what's up? Uh, but I never, <laughs> I never really paid attention. Knowles, yeah. Knowles. <laughs> I never really paid attention to the entire college football landscape, but dynasty kind of like forces you to, to look at everything, including, you know, smaller conferences and even division two, um, because you can find some of the, you know, the diamonds in the rough and, and, you know, who may have, you know, potential at some point. So it's kind of, you know, sparked my interest back in college football. And I'm, I'm happy about that. How do you feel about Kadarius Tony? Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> again, go Gators, but I don't, I don't, I don't really see him going anywhere. I mean, he could, he could do something. I don't know. He could, but I, I mean, I've, I've looked, watched the tape and. I'm is it, is it landing spot or is it really just like he, you didn't think he was that good at Florida? Cause I know we watched him together sometimes and we were yeah, like, wow, I, that was a good play. Yeah. Yeah. But I watched him at Florida and I, I <laughs> <laughs> You're but, like I watched him more than I wa- than you watched him. Matt actually <laughs> watched him. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen, yeah, I mean, he had you know big plays. I mean, I think that's why he a lot of people are on his side and, and like him because he did have big plays, but he wasn't there. You know, like he wasn't. He wasn't consistent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's fair. That's a, I like that answer though, for your favorite aspect of dynasty. I think that might be the first time we've gotten that yeah. one. And, and it's so true, man. That's and like, I've never been a fan of a college and it's made, it's literally, it forces you to. And then now, well, especially with if you Debbie, get into like, yeah. De- <laughs> right. If you get into Debbie leagues where you actually are like drafting, you know, five, 10 college players also on your roster and putting them on taxi, then you really get involved in like fucking you're you got you know guys through 2024 and you're like what am i doing like i i'm going in madden and i'm like downloading 2024 <laughs> rosters and i'm like oh man it'd be so Dude, cool come like, on. Going I, down I, the but bro i know i hey i know the play i but you know what there's something to be said for it because you know the players way better because you do know learn their names and you understand like who they are and you find and you go and find like you go and actually find the film on them and see if they're actually good there's something to be said about it I'm just billy saying, did you already have your debbie uh, draft i've had yeah multiple where did manning yeah. go uh who archie uh, Little Manning? Or, or Cooper. archie he's, he's not, not he's not he's not even eligible for debbie debbie leagues it's only c2c because oh. it's high school we don't we don't that's do right, high school right, in, uh, debbie yeah. leagues is he in college yeah. yet like is he going no he's a he's and a senior in high school he'll be incoming but i play in this campus the cannon league where you draft incoming freshmen and you draft a full yeah full college roster and all that good stuff because yeah he's he's declared somewhere yeah no no yeah he's still going on tours He's not. Yeah, that's crazy. You guys draft him that that far. Oh my goodness. Yeah, like that. See, that's when I start getting like worried. I'm like, I'm like online, and I'm like looking up this kid. You know what I mean? I'm like Cooper Manning's age or some shit, and it's like I'm look like a weirdo. Yeah. Fucking FBI's looking right. for you, man. Oh my god. Anybody have any more dynasty questions for Matt? No, it's pretty good, man. I- I know. I was just say, yeah, no, it's pretty impressive. You came in there, take over an over in, in a 36 team league like that, and were able to make some. I mean, out of the three trades we talked about, two of them, I think I'm definitely on your side for. Especially that Hibby one is just a smash. Like you, you knocked it out of the park. Like I don't think I have a trade like that in my history yet that I feel like so happy about. <laughs> so kudos to you, man. That's yeah. awesome. And yeah. welcome to Thank Dynasty, you. man. It's so fun. Appreciate it. No, we're excited to get you into DU two next year. So you'll you'll get in your startup. Yeah, yeah, yes. dude. If you want to start up, we'll get you in our listener yeah. league, and we'll and we'll and we'll smash the competition all together. It'll be a lot of fun. So, uh, definitely got to do that. All right. So let's talk a little bit about you know we're down here in Miami. I know you're a Dolphins fan to 
to my dismay, but uh, you know, we got to talk a little bit about him. There's, I, I feel like there's a lot of good dynasty stuff here, just values and crazy shit going on down there with the, with the change in regime and, and you guys coming in. So let's start off with the running back because they barely have one, but there's a lot of hype around miles Gaskin, miles Gaskin. I know there's only one of them, so it's gotta Gaskin. be yep. singular miles Gaskin. Yeah. So um, I'm going to look up his ADP while we talk about him a little bit here, but I know he's really risen up the ranks and people think that he can kind of lead the backfield there. What, what do you think, Matt? Is, is this the guy that, is this the guy of the future? No, <laughs> it's plain and simple. No. Um, I mean, the thing is he has looks good. Like he has decent production, you know, especially, you know, screens and check downs, but I don't see him as like the long-term solution. I mean, he was hurt a lot last year. Um, and I mean, if he can stay healthy, yeah, he can probably put up some good numbers. And this is probably not going to be a, a run heavy team. You know, we have Waddle, we have Fuller, we have Parker, we have Kisicki. Um, I just don't, I mean, it could work out. He could be, you know, decent for the next couple of years, but I know a lot of Dolphins fans were upset that we didn't draft, uh, you know, a decent running back. I mean, there weren't, a lot in, in this draft, but there was nausea. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't uh, available for you when you know the price was no, right. We, we needed we needed Waddle. We needed Waddle. Like there was, we needed a, a receiver, and we, we were close to getting. I think if Denver didn't trade up to get Williams, we would have we would have had him. But um, yep. But I think I think Gaskin could hold his own next year, but he's not the the, the running back of the future. No. Okay, so real quick, sorry to jump in. Um, I'm not looking at the screen right now because I'm looking at DLF's startup ADP. So, Matt, you're going into a start a startup draft next year, or even if you were doing one right now, are you taking Miles Gaskins over Cortland Sutton, Kenny Galladay, uh, Mark Andrews, Jalen Waddle, Cooper Cup, any of those guys? No. Absolutely yeah. okay. not. That's, where he's, that's who he's going over, and this looks like one QB. Um, let me go to super flex. That'll be a little bit more. So yeah, he's going in, looks like he's going running back 25. Yeah. But still ahead of Cooper cup in dynasty ahead of Derek Carr in dynasty ahead of Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah. It's just, it's great. It's crazy, man. I don't don't quite, yeah, I I don't quite get it. There's, There's such a small sample size too. Like, I mean, when he played last year, like I remember he was explosive. He played well. And when he, you know, when he wasn't hurt, when he was playing, he was great, but it's, it's, I don't see it being consistent. And who, who's the, who's Josh, you may know this. Who's the, the second, third string. Uh, Ahmed. There's Ahmed. And then we just drafted Dokes. And Malcolm Brown's there. So oh, everyone's yeah. forgetting Malcolm yeah. Brown. They probably <laughs> like him a lot more than they like any of these yeah. other guys. Yeah. 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 He's going to get a lot of run. I think not. I mean, I think Gaskins is going to get the lead role for sure, mm-hmm. but he's 5'11, 200 pounds. That's not going to hold up as a, as a lead back in the NFL in general. And I just like, yeah, that price is, is kind of wild to me. I think people are doing this thing again, where they're just going running back insane and they're losing the sight of like the whole idea with running back is you either fade them and get them late or you get the top ones early. You don't think you're going to get, you know, Miles Gaskins over Cooper Cup in a dynasty league or something like that, and it work out. Like, it's just – it generally won't. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe if this was like James Robinson and he had the role to himself, 
kind of thing a, a year later like that i could buy but hey, josh. gaskins is almost getting that love already josh you're tra you trading uh henderson for uh for gaskin no fuck no no. <laughs> that. I didn't even respond to that. <laughs> I saw that. that, I little, saw that. little console wars. I didn't even respond to that. Come on. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have Gaskin in other leagues. I like Gaskin, but I'm trading high on Henderson when he hits early this season. I'm not selling him for Gaskin right now. But I was going to say uh, Gaskin's going in early fifth round and Scott Fish. So. That's so like redraft yeah. technically he's going in the fifth round, which is I mean imagine the players he's going over in the fifth round of a redraft league. It's just uh, I'd want um, I, I don't know who they are right now, but I'd want probably all. Yeah. Of them. I so. agree. All right, cool. Who the hell is the wide receiver one in Miami this year? I we got three there, and I'm really not sure who it's going to be. I, I guess we can project it to be Fuller, but we have uh, Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, and Devonte Parker, and then Preston Williams waiting in the wing. What do we think? I think Parker personally. At the end Fuller. Of the you really think Parker's still the number I think at one? The, wow. I think at the end of the season, I think Waddle's going to put up great numbers, but I think it's going to take Waddle a year before he becomes the pure number one there. Oh, so Will Fuller's third in your in your Well, book. Fuller only because he's going to be out, what, two or three games? One game. <laughs> one game. And then it's then it's him. Hey, oh, what do you mean? One game and then he's not on he's not he's not on the drugs oh, this year. Right. Abraham like Street gonna give up. <laughs> Matt, who do you got? What do you think in this? I, I think I think Waddle. Like? I think Waddle. I, I really yeah? do. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm kind of there with you, man. I think where they drafted him, and given that I don't think Fuller's going to have a full year, I don't think Fuller's going to make it through the year. No way. Will Fuller? He has. He does. He never plays a full season. Last year was the only time, and he was. I think it was because he was on uh, steroids, on HGH or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, I really. I think Waddle. <laughs> I mean, with the chemistry with two is one thing, but he. He's explosive, man. He really is. He, I think he he. It's not a numbers thing. I think it's more of him just being out there and changing the whole dynamic of the offense. If you put Fuller there, I mean, think of the team from last year, and it was god awful on the offensive side with with receivers. You bring in Fuller, that's. I mean, like you said, he's he gets hurt. It doesn't really change things much. Yeah, you have a – He's a downfield throw. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like Devontae Parker on the other side. I mean, you you have you you have some extra, you know, offensive weapons. But you add Waddle to the mix, that just changes everything. You know, you – you it changes everything. you got to be careful. The defense has got to be careful now. And um, it allows, you know, Tua to, to have more freedom and, and do what he wants to do and what he's good at. How do you think uh... – I mean, obviously we don't know, but how do you think defenses are going to play uh, this offense? Who do you think they're going to put their top corner on? Is it going to be Parker or Fuller or Waddle? What part of the season are you talking about? I don't know. Week, week, week three. So I, I think if uh, Waddle gets that cornerback two, uh, you know, uh, treatment at first, I think there's a good chance he eats, and then uh, defenses will have to adjust later on. But um, if they view Waddle as the – the alpha there to begin with i think that changes some things yeah i think it's going to go how you said you're right i think it's really going to be they're going to view fuller who's obviously the veteran who kind of looked like the number one without deandre hopkins in houston they're going to look at him as the number one for sure and i think that's going to give waddle all the opportunity at the probably the first half of the season because i because most teams don't make huge adjustments you know until 
kind of when they get their buy and stuff like that. So, you know, I, and, and when they see a good amount of a player, right. And, you know, three or four games of Waddle blowing up, isn't going to do much, but if he's consistently doing well, when I think if he's going against a team's number two, three, three uh, corner, which is going to happen with Fuller and Parker out there, they're going to give the, res- the, the vets, the respect, I think uh, coming out the gates, you know, first year, no matter what, but that just gives me more confidence that Waddle's going to have, you know, these huge games and, and at least some big plays for sure. I agree. Yeah. All right. Next one. I want to ask, cause I love this guy. Can Kosicki be a top five tight end? Uh, yeah, he can be. I mean, he has the athleticism and the speed and um, teams fear him. I mean, if you look at some of his catches from last year, like there has been pretty incredible catches. The only thing is like, like I said, we now have Waddle and Fuller and will that, you know, hinder his production a bit? And I think that's a big question. Tua, I think he he loves tight ends in, in the red zone. So I think, you know, you'll see him, you know, have maybe five to eight touchdowns next year in the, in the red zone, maybe. As for yards, I don't I don't know. Um, but he he definitely has the potential to be a top five for sure. Yeah. It, look, he's a guy who is right on the cusp, man. Yeah. He's right there. It's it's tough because the situation is like never right for it. You know, all these other guys like Kelsey and Kittle and, and whatever the offense kind of runs through them, you know, Mark Andrews, even like that's where the quarterback goes almost first, if not second, you know, second right. read, but you know, first Gesicki has the problem where he's really, he, he, he hasn't, he's not the focal point of an offense and it doesn't appear that way, at least right now. But then again, I mean, maybe you look at this and, and you say out of, you know, those four receivers and Gasicki, who's the best pass catchers? It's probably somewhere in the top three. He's in the top three, right? He's two or three, most likely. Uh-huh. So he's gotten 89 targets and 85 targets uh, over the past two seasons, respectfully, 2019 and 20. And I've, you know, I've done the research. We talk about it all the time. You need 90 to get there, right? To get to top five. And he's right there. So I think he can definitely do it. And if this year they're going to throw more and more efficiently, and, and if he can be the focal point of that offense, like we're talking about, like you said, he has the athleticism and stuff. I think he can get there too. I didn't, I wasn't sure. And then I started looking at the numbers and I was like, wow, I think, I think it can happen. But like you said, it's, it's all about the target competition. And if he can kind of break through, you know, exactly. All right. To a talk. Can you make the leap? We saw something from him last year, but I don't know if we saw necessarily what we wanted to. Uh, but you know, we, we talk, that's a lot of what I think the narrative is. I know that the numbers show that he was actually pretty good compared to other rookies like Burrow and, and, and whatnot, you know, in a, in a sample. So what do you think? Can you take the leap? Yeah. Cause I your mean, console war team depends on it. Bro. I, I know it depends on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, everyone knows that the only issue that surrounds him is his injuries. Um, he's had so many injuries he's had you know high ankle sprains <laughs> he had obvi- the obvious hip issue he's broken bones or whatever but he has everything else <laughs> he's Tua I mean you saw him you, I mean he was like one of the best quarterbacks of all time in in uh in Alabama and his accuracy was amazing even Saban said like it was like one Saban changed his entire playbook because of him basically because he's always been he's always been a a running back you know heavy coach but then when Tua came in he changed it up you know once he has a full off season like he's having now um, put him in the NFL weight room strengthen up that hip 
um, learn the playbook. I think, you know, maybe this year, I think will definitely be better than last year. He may need, you know, another full year to, to, to get in, in, into the swing of things, but I think he could make that leap. I really do. Well, he's definitely heading in the right oh, direction. I'm sorry. And plus he's got the beard. I mean, if, if he if he learned anything from Fitz is that you you bring the beard into the situation uh, and you uh, you're automatically invincible in the NFL. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't get hurt. Good things happen. All right, yeah, I, I hope we see it, man, because he's a he's a good kid and he's fun to watch. And and it would be nice for for the Dolphins to you know form some semblance of a you know solid product. I hope field, so because they haven't this had it for a long time. Ridiculous at this point, you know. <laughs> They're still recovering from uh, Gates being there, and then no, we're still, still recovering from, from Marino Phil. retiring. Like it's, it's yeah, I'm <laughs> serious. Look, like who we have, have we've been uh, through like 18 quarterbacks since. It's awful. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget that you know it, the saying was "tank for Tua." You know all those years, right? yeah. And then you know he got injured, and and, and today and today I even hear about the another Deshaun Watson is coming to Miami story. Like yeah. it's, it's getting like, <laughs> no, yeah, it's... yeah. Someone, yes. someone said like on the NFL network, how like, uh, on the network, supposedly wow, Miami is in Miami is interested in him. If all his legal issues pretty exactly. much go away. I was like, you got to oh, come on. It's bullshit. bullshit. Like <laughs> that, enough. I heard that. And also that, uh, Aaron Rodgers might be interested too, or we might be interested in Aaron Rodgers. Like, of course we are. Well, who is it? Well, that's that's a different story. Now, who that's is, a whole who different is story. But yeah. maybe Rogers. other than Tampa Bay. But you got to stick with your future, I think, yeah. right? Well, you kind of got to stick with your future. That's for the upside. You're, you're going to take Aaron Rodgers for two, maybe three more years. And then. Oh, if that. I don't think he's even got yeah, that I long. I mean, maybe he does. Maybe but, he does. But but that, yeah, I guess Tua, come on. Have a little faith. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like how the whole team was built, right? You guys, quote-unquote, tanked for a couple of years, traded away pl- players for picks, and you guys has accumulated a bunch of first-round draft capital. And Can we stop saying tank when it was just the Adam Gase era? Well, I'm just saying, you know, whatever. It's a nice way of saying Adam Gase sucks. But but you got to it. Like, that was the deal. Like, that was the deal. You went to get the guy, and you got the guy. Like, the what, what did he play, like, five games last year? Like, uh, maybe – Something like that. And then you're going to be like, oh, we're going to go out and get somebody else. Like, no, like, Tua was the plan. You nailed Tua. You did what you planned to do. Now you got to build around him. And I think that's exactly what the plan Ball is. It's all BS so. from the media. Yeah, all these trade rumors is just, like, it's hilarious. But It's writers It's writers needing to write a piece in, during the offseason. Yeah, I mean. yeah. Nine games. He started nine, nine games. games. Well, but, but the thing is, is everybody also wants to forget the cap ramifications of all this. One of the best things about having Tua for the Dolphins is he's fucking free. Like he's basically free. He's a couple mil or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you bring in Aaron Rodgers. I mean? Like, oh, that that contract is going to be huge. Even well, Deshaun Watson. Not in hindsight, I'm saying. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm saying right. Aaron Rodgers or, or Deshaun Watson, either one of those are going to cost you a fuck ton of money and stra- and stra- and, you know handicap you for either this year or the future. So you know, keep it flexible build your team, see what, you know, if, if you do have it, then, you know, in the coming next year or two, you'll probably be a Super Bowl contender for real. If, if you really have what you think you have, you'll be close, you know? So, all right, cool. All right. That was fun. Fun Dolphins talk. Never again. I got one more question for you. Uh, yeah, never again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, got, I got one more dynasty question for you, Matt. I know you have at least one of these guys on your team, maybe both. I don't know, but 
who do you think is going to come out as the number one on this team over the next three years here, right? We're talking dynasty. So let's look at a three-year outlook. T Higgins, he got drafted to the Cincinnati Bengals a year ago. looks like the, looks like, you know, certified number one kind of receiver, but they just drafted Jamar, Jamar Chase. Uh, I know you have T Higgins or you had, you have Jamar Chase on your, no, you have T Higgins on your console wars team. So how do you feel about it? Does it, does, is that going to give, make, give you some bias here? Who do you think is going to be the number one? I like T Higgins a lot, especially for what I think I got him for three second rounders. So it was kind of, kind of a steal, yeah. um, but that's money. I, I mean, at the time I was a little hesitant, but um, now it seems like it worked out, but I think Jamar Chase is going to be the guy over the next three years. He just, I mean, he was, he was everyone's first pick. Well, receiver pick like in, in every league, the guy is, amazing like he like he's got the 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 speed he's got the the physicality he can go up against any cornerback I mean it still remains to be seen like you know how he does in the NFL we'll see this year and and how Burrow comes back from his injury but um I think you know there'll be a scary duo um Higgins and Jamar Chase it's like uh the bringing it back to the Dolphins I'm sorry like the the I said no more. Duper, Mark <laughs> Duper and Clayton, like the old days with Marina. Yeah. Like it's, it could be a, uh, it, they could be like, you know, two 1,000 yard players, uh, receivers. And that's uh, it's a scary thought. But I think Jamar Chase will be the guy. And they're two different players, too. You got to, you got to look at it that way as well. Like Higgins is big. He's a, he's a huge guy. He's probably one of those guys you, you want to throw to in the end zone um, on the, on the corner route. And, Jamar Chase is just ex- like explosive, like kind of like a waddle, but I mean, he's not, he's not a small and, but he's got, he's got that dangerous speed. And I feel like Jamar Chase is just going to tear up the NFL. Really do. He, he is like putting waddle into like a giant frame, right? He can like, he can do everything. He can just run, he can run a nine route and be physical with a guy and catch, you know, a contested pass down there or, he can run these little drag routes and crossing routes or whatever, and just take it across the middle. He, you know, it doesn't matter. He's quick. He's big. He's strong. And I think Higgins is a little different. He's more of like, he's not this guy, but he's more of the build of like Randy Moss, right? Like that yep. tall, lanky, fast, uh, you know, get he can get over ball. the top on you, but I don't know. If, like, and, and I, I mean, I saw him. Yeah. And I saw him last year. He did go across the middle sometimes. I mean, but I don't, I don't know if it's what he typically is, is great at, but if, if they can both do those kind of things, I, I mean, this could definitely be in, in a couple of years, one of the, one of the, you know, premier uh, wide receiver duos in the league. I think T Higgins is going to, is going to come out as, a I mean, one, but that's, that's the thing. You, I'm going to stand my ground. I mean, you, you, you could be right. Like <laughs> T Higgins. T, yeah, no, I know you yeah, can't really I mean, pick T, wrong T here. Right? It's hard to, it's really like two good, great options. I mean, he's turning out to be a really good player and, um, like his size, he's what six four two, thirty. The Clemson, yeah. he's the Clemson guy. He's like literally, you clone. I swear to God, they have a machine in Clemson that just clones these dudes, <laughs> and it's like six six, you know, fucking yeah. six five, Massive. like two fifteen. You're like, what the yeah. two twenty five? What the hell? Who are these guys? Like, anyway, yeah, okay, cool. Anybody else who do, who thinks who thinks is gonna come out on top? Uriah. I don't know, but uh, I just wanted to see how you guys felt. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know, man. Uh, I think Jamar Chase is uh, a lot better receiver than Higgins. They are different size. But what I did want to throw out because this reminded me of something I saw on Twitter uh, two days ago. Someone was like, you know, the hot take things that they say, and they're like, uh, you know, like three sentence statements, and they say that that. But they're like, 
you know, uh, T. Higgins is going to be Michael Gallup in a year, but nobody wants to talk about it. It's like, do it. Is there is there a, a future or is there a reality where Higgins gets the uh, Michael Gallup treatment now that they have Jamar? Why Chase? are they murdering Michael Gallup? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but but uh, no, I don't think there. I think he's just a much better receiver than Michael Gallup. He also was just a much better prospect than yeah. Michael Gallup was, if I'm not mistaken. So he got way higher draft capital. He'll get all the chances in the world. Like, no, no. It's one of those like low hanging fruit comments that someone made. I was like, oh, I don't. It's like apples and oranges here. I'm T Higgins all day. As I go, as I go to type up T T Higgins will be the number one receiver on the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> he will be. See if I could piss somebody off. You know, I might, I may, I may trade T Higgins if he, he may be on the block. So if, any, if anyone's in, oh, really? I'm going to wait a few, few games just to see how he's doing, but. Let's yeah. talk about that. Cause I'm, I'm a, I'm a, T, I'm a T Higgins truther and I have no shares. So I'd like to change that like to change that get on that all right all right that was awesome man uh we want to hop into some news and shit news and nonsense yeah so uh first thing we have here says uh you know it's topical it's football related in a way richard sherman so uh oh you know usually a topic (laughs) that we cover on here but wow you know uh i feel for the guy and i hope he gets the help he needs i guess but that was pretty crazy huh i just it's kind of unbelievable like he always seems like one of those guys that always you know i mean he's he's passionate and he has you know on the field and all that but outside of that you always seem to as like a a, a good head on the shoulders type of individual and then we get to see and hear which one let, let's put this up. i don't think we should be hearing these calls like less than 24 hours after it happens like that's not fair man like it's none of our business to begin so, with but uh so a couple of things a couple of things though like first of all yes like I think the media, like not that, not the media. I'm saying like I think the media that got put out the videos and the the call from his wife, like obviously amplifies things so much. And doing it right, like immediately, is just kind of, it, I mean, like it's just wrong. You know what I mean? But fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. All you gotta say, Billy. All all you gotta say is to hear my opinion on it. Make sure you tune into this week's episode of Any Given Pod. <laughs> no, I was gonna say something different. I think. Uh, go continue. I don't remember. Yeah, no, it, it was just crazy, and yeah, I I feel for the guy. That's all. Yeah, you know. it's a it's a bad situation. I think ever since the uh, that meme of him seeing uh, Tom, oh, no, Tom, Brady. Tom Brady was the interception. Malcolm, uh, Malcolm, yeah. Butler, it's just, it's just interception. His face yeah. is just. Uh, that's one of the best memes. Yeah, I was ever. watching but, that game with a couple of Seahawks yeah. fans. So, oh, yeah. God, <laughs> it must have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but I'm, uh, yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough situation, and we just, you know, hope he gets the help. Exactly. Yeah. All right, next one. Uh, they say Tom Brady. They came out. The report said he played all last season with the torn MCL. And the only thing I got to say about this is bullshit. I don't think so. That. He, there's no way he's playing with a torn MC. He, he ain't fucking Superman. Like he might be, he might be the best quarterback we've seen in like you know, twenty years. But he's not playing on a torn M- ever. He's not playing on a torn MCL all all year long. There's no way. To be honest, if this could lead to a huge legal ramification for the Bucks, if they knew he had this injury and they didn't disclose it, it won a Super Bowl. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I th- I just think it's so funny in contrast. Cam Newton is like complaining every week. He's like, or giving excuses, like, yeah, I was injured like for the past four years, my shoulder, this, that. And Tom Brady's out here, like, dog bites his finger off, sews it back on. He's in the game, fucking playing playoff games against the best defense in the league. You know, 
Like, I, I can't stand the guy down in, in, in Tampa Bay, but I know you couldn't tell from the way I'm talking right now because this is pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, Billy, I'm going to get you a Tampa Bay Brady jersey. And, <laughs> oh, yes. Great. Oh, I'll hang that one up for sure. Never get <laughs> Wait, how do, you, how do you not already have one? <laughs> I have a Brady jersey the same from Tampa. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if, if it's true, I mean, that's just, that's awesome. But, man, I just don't believe it. But whatever. No. They make, they make the guy, they make the guy look like he's, you know, the, the, the bet, the, yeah, yeah exactly. Like Superman, yeah. like he's a superhuman. This is book selling material <laughs> right here, bro. On the back of the book, played with torn MCL because no, he, he drank water. <laughs> TB12 water. TB12, uh, TB12 played through an MCL injury. Drink this water, you too. Yeah, can I can't wait to read that. Chat. Well, <laughs> uh, according to Uriah, this and uh, an athlete that actually has a real injury, Cam Akers. Oh, Cam today. Yeah, he's hurt, man. He's been hurt for years. Give him a break. <laughs> Cam Akers tore his ACL oh. today training. Achilles, I'm pretty sure, right? I thought it was Achilles. Achilles, yeah. Thank you, Matt. That's why we have yes. you here today, correct? Yeah, us. Cam Akers, uh, towards Achilles. He's not at training camp. Right. He wasn't in the facility. And, uh, you know, it just sucks because he's an up-and-coming guy. Like, I know that Billy and I are kind of out on him as far as fantasy and dynasty goes. But for the Rams team, I'm sure, and the Rams fans, they're probably pretty excited to see what this guy could do in year two. And, uh, yeah, I mean, dynasty-wise, fantasy-wise, what are you guys going to do with Akers on your team or even Daryl Henderson? Because I, I have in one league, I have Henderson and another league I have Akers and I'm getting, you know, hit up both ways. And I honestly, I don't even know what to do. Well, on the Akers, I don't have any of either because I've been out on this whole backfield for a long time, uh, both guys individually, but, and mostly cost for Akers, but uh, I guess I'm holding acres because unless somebody's willing to give me, probably I'd say a high second, I'm not going to move him. Uh, cause you know, it's just not worth it. You know what I mean? What you've paid for him at that point, I imagine, unless you got him for like nothing originally, it's just not worth it. You got to wait and see what you have there. Henderson, uh, it, that, that one, I'm more willing to sell right now. If somebody wants to like, give me a first, cause they think he's going to be like the Rams number one running back, but uh, it's probably better off you wait till in season, right? Till he has like a huge game because we know that he's had, <clears throat> excuse me, he's had big plays from time to time. He could probably have, you know, one of those 100, 150 yard games, touchdown or something like that, a couple touchdowns, you know, and then somebody's really thinking, this is it. This is the next guy. So that's when I'd probably move him in and get a haul. Yeah. So in one of my leagues, uh, the one I, the startup I did this year, uh, Safe League 612, shout out to, League mate Garbo, he hit me up, was like, hey, are you looking to move Acres? Because actually, right after I found out the news, I said, hey, Acres on the block, sad face. Like, my team was already, like, you know, projected to finish fifth or sixth, maybe squeak, uh, squeaking to the playoffs, if that, right? Like, I, I know I'm not competing. And Acres was my RB1 on that team. And I did try to move him. Uh, should have tried a little bit harder. But the thing is, you know, you follow these doctors on Twitter and just look at, like, past – running backs who've had Achilles injuries and not a single one ever did anything after that. Like when I posted that I was, he's going to be on the block, like in my mind, I'm like, he's going to be worth zero. Uh, as time moves on, it's just going to keep going down and down and down. And you're not going to get that like 
in my opinion, I'm not a doctor, but I don't think you can get that Cinderella story. Like he recovered from an Achilles and he went out there and rushed for 1500 yards. Like in my opinion, he's toast. Like, so I feel like I should just get whatever the hell I could get and get it as soon as possible. Like, that's fair. I mean, so what would you sell them for? Like, what would you take? Anything I can. I mean, right now I got offers from three different teams. Like, I would like a third, a 2022 third. No, because I could probably get more than that now. But I think right. Six, okay, good. Yeah. No, all right, good. Six months from now, good. that might right. be what I have to settle for. So right. I think if you, that's what I come up with. So if you are a CanMaker's owner and you're kind of a middling team, get what you can for them now because uh, you're not going to get any more from them next month or even a year from now, and probably two years from now, he's uh, Deontay Foreman. Um, it, it just is what it is. It's just what the injury is. I completely disagree. I think you hold him for this year and you sell him before training camp next season. The hype behind him is going to be huge for the comeback. Okay. I mean, that's, unless unless it's, unless it's the news is, you know, Cam Akers is still – is still rehabbing. He's not hundred percent. Then it's like, you know, because we know these injuries, I mean, yeah, medicines come a long way, but you know, Devonta Farmer was only three years ago or something like that. So it's not, it hasn't, I don't know if it's come that far. I, I, you know, I'm definitely more leaning on that side with your eye here because I, the, the track records are bad. We've seen them all, all day on Twitter. There's no good names in any of those lists of uh of people yeah. who, or players who've had achilles injuries and come back so i i don't know if i'd be willing i mean if again you know if somebody's willing to give me a second round pick and, yeah. and definitely a second you know a mid-second plus or whatever in a play i'm doing it like i'll do it i was gonna say we all know you're risk adverse so you're going to take you're going to take the uh the safety route doing it that way josh knows me very <laughs> well i think the best comparison we'll have is to see uh if marlon mack Get to any kind of playing time this year and see how he looks, and maybe he could be mm, the first. That's a good one. Real success story. <laughs> that's a good one, but it's not. I don't feel fair. Why? Be the because Mac was have. really no, good. no. He is really Marlon good. Mac was like a fifteen. But he's going to be behind JT before. versus with the Rams, where but it's not. It's it's not about. I mean, I get you, but it's not about like how much. Production yeah, I don't care he has. how it's, Marlon Mack finishes. What the production right, looks but like. In, it's, in if he has fifteen burst. yards and it looks great. Yeah, yeah. but in a short burst, a couple touches a game would be different than. 15 touches a game as a lead back. To be fair, Cam Akers ain't ever getting 15 touches a game ever again. I just want to see it ain't if happening. Marlon Mack. Well, that's what, they, that's that what they said about AP before he came back and won MVP. <laughs> different injury. Different. Cam Akers is not AP. <laughs> I'm not trying to say I, I, that. I hear, I'm just I hear you. Look. You you can have some hope in it and definitely you can hold him. I mean, it, you're not losing much, right? Other than like I mean, you are, you're losing the production, but I'm, I, you're not giving anything up to just hold him. Right. So you can do that. But uh, I think, I think that you really got to be realistic and, and at least like temper your expectations and know that even if he comes back healthy next year, they're not going to give him 15 carries. If he was healthy and they came back and they're like, we want, we want him to play and be the lead back. They're probably, they would have to give him five, 10 carries a game just to, just to get him in there. Cause this, this injury is like really, really devastating. It's not something that you can come back and just like, start running like you used to you know people don't even run the same anymore so he would be he would like 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 i said a cinderella story he would be an absolute just uh, outlier right, so i have uh three trades i have three trades on the table for him right now uh someone offered me melvin gordon denzel mims Devonte parker and uh 22 third for acres and chenault 
No, I know when they added Chenault. Like, I thought ah, it was for Cam straight up. I was like, shit. Yeah. Um, and honestly, having Gordon, Mims, and Parker on my team, I don't think they're going to do me any good this year because I am not winning this. Um, no. This one I don't like that. is Ramondre Stevenson and a second for Akers. No. But, I mean, it's it's whatever. I and Billy, you know I I'm high it. on him. I just – I don't even care about Ramondre know, that second. much. This is the second is getting me – Getting the juices flowing. And then the next one is Darnell Mooney, 22 third, 22 fourth for Acres. No. I know you like that. I like though. Mooney. I do. Uh, this would be a league I don't have him in, but. Uh, you like any of those, Matt? No. no. I, I, <laughs> I would, like Josh said, I would just hold on to him. I mean, that's a very difficult entry to get to recover from, but, you know. I've seen people recover, you know. I, yeah. Cam Akers is a big name. Obviously, he didn't really get a chance to play. And who knows if Henderson doesn't have a great year, there could be a nice competition come uh, come next spring or whatever uh, the summer. And yeah. Also, I just want to say really quick, we know how worthless pretty much later round picks are in rookie drafts. Late second round, early third. If somebody's going to give that to you now, they'll give that to you before the draft next offseason. So, yeah, maybe. And there's not going to be much change, but Acres being healthy. So, uh, there, there's definitely something to what to what Matt and Josh are saying here. There is for sure. I guess the one other caveat is his age. Is Acres is a lot younger than all those other players that we've seen. Uh, they were like 20 years. Yeah, you know, Arian Foster was almost you know pushing 30, and you know all these other guys were a little bit older. So I guess, like I said, Marlon Mack, like really interested to see if he could actually go out there and run. He's like 26 years old. And, and again, and Cam Akers, I'm not talking about Cam, sorry, Marlon Mack's like yeah. 26 years old or something. He's not that old. So, and Cam Akers also, he, to, to his credit and to their point, he is the most high profile guy. I think we've seen have this injury this young, yeah. right? Like with the ability to maybe come back, recover and, and, you know, restart his career. So there's something there. I mean, I think, I think there's definitely a debate to be had. Uh, I, I think if you're getting an early second, you should probably move on from him. Other than that, I think they have a point in that you could hold on to him and still get a mid second next year. You yeah. know what I mean? If, if somebody wants to take the if shot. If it's not a first, I'm waiting. Mm. Yeah. I won't get a first. And I mean, I don't, I have one, I have one chair. I have one chair of him in a league that I care about, but it's not a top priority. So I'm really looking at this as an outsider here. But I'm not training for a second right now because, like I said, in my opinion, you could get that second next offseason. I imagine Josh has, like, a, a priority list of his leagues. Like, it's, like, priority one, <laughs> and it's, like, a tier. It's, like, it's like rankings for your fantasy football <laughs> team, right? No. <laughs> I'm messing around. Hey, okay, who's, who's by the way, the top I remember real. Is it uh, Najee Harris for every, every... – No, no, I oh. mean leagues. Oh. I mean for his leagues. No, not for his <laughs> players. Oh, we'll, we'll have rankings for DU soon. That's, that is – some stuff coming out that is news for later but Wait, really quick so w- one of our listeners riley is in one of my free leagues that i uh best ball free leagues that i do he purposely cite me a nausea just so he could say he did it <laughs> i love that too. that's that's a true listener true yeah. listener uh but i remembered i remembered what i was going to say about richard sherman and I, I do think it's important because we do look at this guy and, and I, i've been saying this for like the past fucking three pods like he was like the standard of like you know uh you know head on straight guy in the nfl right and then we look at him in the situation and you, you give him like, you know, you're just like, Oh, what? We didn't even know this guy, but like, it's hard because like, I think we do this thing where we judge people on their worst moments. 
And if somebody judged us on our worst moment and it was taped, you know what I mean? You'd probably be like, you'd really, really wish that they just would think about the rest of the shit you did and like not just that moment. So maybe this is just one really bad moment for Richard Sherman and we should give him a break, cut him some slack and see if something like that happens again. Because up until now, it's been nothing but the complete opposite. And he's been on the right side of almost every issue. So just wanted to put that out there uh, because I thought that was important to say. 100%. Stand-up guy. Didn't he go to um, Stanford? Yeah, Stanford. He has like like an economics degree. Like he's a really good guy. And he's, you know, he still is a good role model. I mean, the way way he played throughout his career and – you know, the way he handled himself. I, I think, you know, like, like Billy said, this is just a one, a one, you know, bad decision kind of thing. And I, I hope he, he does get the help he needs, but everybody needs help sometimes. So it, it is what it is. It's okay. Um, so we'll, we'll obviously we'll talk about it. I'm sure at some point he'll get signed at some point, you know, this yeah. year and we'll, we'll bring him back. And up, he's so. a Achilles success story too, right? He, Oh, yeah, wow. he had, the, That's yeah, a good he had one. the Achilles injury and he came back. He, brokered his own deal in San Francisco, uh, got him a big payout to make the Pro Bowl and uh, really bet on himself. It's actually a pretty good success story on his part. So That's awesome. There you yeah. go. It's actually notably running backs and linebackers yeah. do not come back from Achilles injuries uh, well. It's it's just like a, a death knell for him for some reason. I don't know, don't know why it's for them. It's something about the way that maybe lateral movement and the quick, I don't know, but it doesn't work out well. So. Time to buck that trend. <laughs> I like it. And on that note, it's time for NBA Finals. We'll see what happens yeah. between the Bucks and the Suns. Hell yeah. Suns and seven. Suns and seven. Thank you everyone for giving this week's episode a listen. Make sure you follow our guests on Twitter at Matty J with three Ys. Give us a follow at Dynasty Underdog, at Just Your IFF, at Any Given Pod, at Willie Beam and DFF, at Josh Colbert AGP. Make sure you like, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. Hey, Matt, thank you for coming on, man. That was a blast. Seriously. Appreciate it. Have a good night, everyone.